Hello, this is the Science of Accuracy podcast. We've got Brian Litz and Mitch Fitzpatrick. How are you doing today, Mitch? Oh, I'm pretty good. All right. Today, uh, we're going to focus on the, um, the second and third chapters of Modern Advancements, Volume 1. Um, we did a, a, a previous podcast on the effects of twist rate on muzzle velocity, and we get into more stability effects now in these next two chapters of the book. So if you've got the books, whether you've read the chapters or not, it's, it's good to follow along with the discussion. Yeah, so what do we got here for chapter two? It looks like we're going to be talking about stability and drag, particularly in the supersonic flight region. Right. Yeah, this is broken down and specifically um, sort of isolates different realms of stability. So supersonic is different from transonic and you know, fully stable is different than marginally stable. It's important to bracket the range of stability that you're talking about because there's different rules that apply and it's real easy to miscommunicate and misunderstand the properties of stability if you're thinking one region and we're mm -hmm. talking a different one. Yeah, I think, you know, that's it's a larger topic, not really specific to this, but a lot of people, particularly, um, I'll say obviously long range shooters because that's what we're talking about and that's what we do. But it's I think it's really common for people to um, you know misunderstand or not really realize how uh, we talk. We're talking about like supersonic speed of sound. How related things like drag and stability are to the your speed of sound. It's not just your velocity in feet per second. You got to know what you uh, what your velocity is in relationship to the speed of sound because that's how uh, aerodynamics work. Right. That's a good point. Transonic stability, the reason that's a whole different topic is because you could have a bullet that is comfortably stable all the way through supersonic, but when it gets to transonic, that's where the aerodynamics are such that your stability is challenged on the bullet. So yep. you've got to know where, where different things apply. Um, speed of sound is 100 and, uh, 1116 feet per second in standard conditions. It changes with temperature. Um, so that's about what Mach 1 is. Transonic effects, however, start as high as 20% higher than that. So typically Mach 1.8 down to Mach 0.8 is where we talk about the transonic range. That's where those effects are going to be prevalent. So I think that's starting from about 1,500 or like 1,470 feet per second. You get down to that range and you're going to start uh, having to consider the transonic effects. Yeah, and a quick little side note on that that's interesting is that... Uh... It's not just the velocity of the projectile moving through the air. A lot of what we're talking about is more closely related to the velocity of the air flow around the bullet. And that sounds like the same thing, but for example, a bullet that is moving less than the speed of sound, the air moving around it has to accelerate. And so if it's close to the speed of sound, the air moving around it can be at the speed of sound. And so that's, you know, that's kind of why you have these transonic effects and why there's not like hard lines because you have a lot of airflow going on. It's not just the bullet is moving this fast. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's the, if the air's got to go faster than the speed of sound to get out of the way of the bullet. Mm -hmm. and, and that's also what makes transonic so uh, difficult is you could have on, on over the length of a bullet, you can have portions of airflow that are supersonic and portions that are subsonic. Exactly. And that's kind of what makes the transonic zone so messy. Yep. Okay, so with all that said, we're, um, we're back to the supersonic flight ranges. These tests, these initial ones we're talking about, were done with a 308 at 300 yards. 
So we're you know, comfortably supersonic for these tests. Um, and what we're looking at are fully stabilized bullets. So uh, these are 175 grain uh, Sierra Match King and also Burger OTM. The test is repeated for those two bullets. And both those bullets were fired from uh, one in eight, one in 10 and one in 12 twist, 308 wind barrels, 24 inches long, Sammy chambers. These are the same barrels. If, if you've listened to the last podcast about um, twist rate effects on muzzle velocity, these are the same barrels we used for that test. So they're all new barrels, all identical in every way, even have the same round count, um, just the twist rate is different. So the first thing we looked at was firing this ammo, these two different ammo types out of those three different twist rates. And if you're following along in the book, it's on page 21, you can see a plot that shows the BC that was measured with error bars as a function of gyroscopic stability factor. It's, we call it SG for short. If you're hearing this recording, it's because you're listening to a free sample of a podcast from the Science of Accuracy Academy. In order to hear the full version of this podcast and many others, go to the Science of Accuracy Academy website and subscribe.